0: Welcome to Front Desk Goddess Diaries where we show you how to work smarter not harder because busyness does not equal profitability. Join our conversations where we hope to decrease stress, help you take more time off, and have more fun. Hi there, my name is Amy. I'm a personal practice coach for the Brady Group and I've been in your shoes. I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe, and you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. Today, we're gonna talk about one of those great practices. Uh, We're gonna talk about team drama and how it can hold us back. And I recently talked with one of our veteran practices and they shared how they felt as if they had the highest level of trust they'd ever had in this particular practice. The doctor even commented on how he felt as if he didn't even have to worry about whether or not the team had the best interest at heart. And the team felt like the doctor had their best interest at heart. Um, You kind of think, well, maybe this is a team that's been together for a really long time. But you know what? They're not. In fact, uh, I can vouch for the fact that this particular practice um, has not had the the cohesiveness that they're experiencing right now. and. you know, the number of years that the teams actually work together really never has a correlation. You can have a a practice that's, you know, or a team that's been together for for 15, 20 years, and they may not have the same cohesiveness and and level of teamwork that uh, maybe even a brand new newly formed practice has. And so, uh, you know, even this particular team that I'm referencing, they've not always been that way. I even asked on a recent Zoom, I just asked each team member, what do you feel is is different? And here's what they shared with me as we went around the the room. One of them said gratitude. They said, we really, truly are grateful for each other. Um, They feel secure in knowing that they each have each other's backs. And they felt as if there was a respect and, and level of appreciation for both the fresh eyes with the newer team members and the perspectives of the veteran team members. It wasn't this, um, you know, sort of territorial thing where, you know, I've been here a long time, you haven't earned your stripes yet. So, you know what, you, you just hold on. (laughs) But then again, there wasn't that, uh, these new team members coming in and saying things like, well, in my last practice, let me tell you how we did it. And, you know, my, my response to that is always, honey, there's a reason why you're not in that last practice. And so, you know, let's not carry carry baggage. So there's just this mutual respect for both the the fresh set of eyes and the uh, perspectives of those that have been there a really long time, which is great. There's a no blame culture. That's what one of the team members actually said. that those were her words. <laughs> no blame culture and no pettiness. And um, you know what was so fun is I could literally feel the difference during that call. There wasn't the the heaviness that I had felt before. Um, what's interesting, and you guys may or may not realize this, but I can feel tension when I meet with you guys. I can tell when you're distracted. Um, for some, there's not a whole lot of interaction and that silence speaks volumes. <laughs> uh, and guys, if I can sense the tension in your team over the Internet, do you think your patients just might be able to pick up on that? Absolutely. And uh, here's what I've been seeing recently. Uh, While some of you are just doing phenomenal, in fact, most of you, there are a few of you that are still struggling and uh, you're really busy and you think the solution is more team members. Or maybe you're incredibly slow and you're looking for something outside of yourselves and outside of the practice to blame. Uh, You you blame COVID, you blame, well, it's Christmas, it's the end of the year. But let me tell you what, as I get to talk to so many different dental practices every single day, um, you're the minority if you're feeling that way, because most are really thriving right now. Uh, Some of you even hate to go to work because you feel like there's an energy vampire um, or there is an energy vampire on the team that just drains your positivity or drains every little bit of energy you have. And, uh, you yeah, you go home exhausted. And if you feel like there's not an energy vampire on the team, you might want to look in the mirror because maybe it's you. Um, you yeah, there's something that I see that is, is so interesting. You can have all the right systems. You can work like crazy to add all these new things to the mix. You can throw money at the problems, hire new people, uh, hire additional people and hoping it's all going to get better but until you come to a place where mutual trust is the complete basis of everything, you guys are going to struggle. Something that uh, came to mind as I was chatting with this team that is just really experiencing a lot of of, uh, trust and cohesiveness right now. I I reflected back on a book that I read during the shutdown or reread actually, and it was Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team. And if you have not read that, that is something as a team you guys definitely need to read. Um, it's it's phenomenal. But here are some key points I wanted to kind of pull out and share with you guys again uh, that came to my mind as we talk about trust, as we talk about culture and uh, have some questions for you. And I want you to reflect. I don't want you to think about other people on your team. I don't want you to think, oh yeah, well that's so-and-so or they're not doing this. I want you to just think about what you can see in the mirror as I go through and ask these questions. And just reflect. I, I, I hope you'll use this time. So many of you are off. you're taking time with your families. I think that's great. But if you have some quiet time maybe next week, I think these are some excellent questions to reflect on. How do you how do you encourage teamwork among your peers, people that you work with? Um, what are you doing? to encourage that. Not just what you say, but what are you doing? How well does your current team really work together? Or is everybody just showing up doing their own job? If teamwork is a struggle, what are some of the reasons that are driving that challenge? What needs to be true that isn't today in order for your teamwork to be where you'd like it to be? And so as we talk about Patrick Lencioni's, um, if, if any of you have read his five dysfunctions of a team and you've you've seen it in today's email, if you haven't looked at today's email from me, go back and look at that. But there's a, a pyramid at the base of the pyramid. Um, the first dysfunction is lack of trust. And again, before anything else happens, guys, you've got to have that basis of trust. And so. Why do you think this kind of trust, which really we're talking about vulnerability here, is so foundational to teamwork? If there's an absence of vulnerability, uh, it's going to affect the culture. It's really going to hurt your trust if people aren't willing to be vulnerable with each other. If you guys have your guard up, if you've got your armor on, uh, you're not really being vulnerable. Okay, You don't trust each other enough to do that. What would you like to see started or maybe even stopped um, or maybe even continued if you guys are, you know, experiencing healthy culture that you believe would add to building trust with your fellow team members? So, again, what do you need to start, stop or continue doing that you feel fosters trust? What could you personally do to improve and sustain these efforts uh, again, you can't control anybody else but who you see in the mirror. And I hope you guys um, aren't wasting a ton of energy trying to change others or get frustrated at their lack of, of commitment or lack of uh, effort when it comes to the vision of the practice. So again, trust is is crucial. Um, the second level on the pyramid, again, if you imagine this, this pyramid from five dysfunctions of the team is avoidance of conflict. Conflict's actually necessary, guys. I think, you know, we get so caught up in uh, sometimes avoiding conflict. If we're kind of a passive personality, maybe we don't uh, want to have those hard conversations. But those hard conversations actually strengthen your trust. Hey, okay? if you are able and willing to uh, question things and to have a, a productive conversation. If if um, members of the team have different points of view, then you have trust. So what does conflict look like in your team's dynamic? Does that conflict tear you apart? Uh, does it bring you together? Do you feel like the freedom to engage in these productive conversations that that might be difficult, but necessary? um Do you feel the freedom to engage in those conversations? Or do you feel like you'll be judged or penalized if you do that? So how do you see that improving? If maybe you don't have an an environment or a culture that fosters those difficult conversations, what needs to change? Is it you? Again, are, are you unwilling to have those conversations? Do you avoid them? Um, Do you go to other people and complain? (laughs) That's the easy thing to do. I'll tell you, it's so much easier to go to someone else and vent about that team member that just really isn't uh, meeting your expectations or that frustrates you or um, that just isn't really a part of the team. But you know what? If you're not willing to go and have that conversation, then you're part of the problem. So how have you experienced unhealthy conflict? You know, unhealthy conflict. If we look at that, there's both constructive conflict and destructive conflict. And if we go back to what that team told me has contributed to their cohesiveness recently, um, it was you know just that that trust, that willingness, and and that vulnerability. If we're um, stuck in the blame game, you know, I so said there was a blameless culture. If we're stuck in the blame game and we're always pointing fingers. Uh, then that's definitely not healthy conflict, okay? If we're blaming people versus systems, that's not healthy conflict. And so what factors are fueling unhealthy conflict in your practice? Um, What would the right way look like for you? So again, some questions just to, to contemplate. Then we've got the third tier, the third level on that pyramid, five dysfunctions, it's lack of commitment. So commitment's a pretty big buzzword. And, you know, some of us think commitment is, is well, I show up, I'm on time, I do my job. Um, but is that really commitment? You know, you guys, uh, if you've been to the Mission Possible. Um, and you've been hanging out with us for a while. You know, most of you have probably seen the Terry Bradshaw video where he talks about, you know, are you committed as a pig is to breakfast? And I love when he tells that story. You know, if, if you're you know, like a chicken uh, and you're committed, then, you know, there will be another egg tomorrow. But if you're committed as a pig, <laughs> you know, you're laying down your life. And not that anybody is going to lay down their life for the practice. That's not the point. But it's just a higher level of commitment. You're really bought in. And so, um, you know, how strong is the commitment level of your team? How strong is your commitment? And how does it need to be improved? And so if we talk about some of the consequences of a team that lacks commitment, they're going to have um, uh, inconsistency. They're going to have ups and downs they're Again, they're, you guys are just scratching the surface of what the possibilities are and in ways that you can help your, your patients in ways that you could really achieve your vision and enjoy what you do. And so how does healthy, all-in commitment. How does that look for your team? And what needs to be true today that isn't in order for that to happen? So then we go to the fourth tier, the fourth level, and that's accountability. So how has your team or lack of accountability is the the fourth dysfunction. Um, Are you guys accountable? Are you accountable to yourself, to each other? When you talk about something, what does that look like? When you have a team meeting, you talk about 23 different things, and you walk away, do you have an action plan? Or is it just lip service? You know, do you go to the next team meeting and say, oh, gee, you know, we haven't really done anything since last week. We seem to be talking about the same, same things over and over and over. And so what are some ways accountability can be strengthened among your team? Um, what does healthy team or, you know, uh, peer-to-peer accountability look like? Um, this is accountability is not just for the leader of the practice accountability in a healthy, um, you know, healthy culture. That's all the way around. We have this just uh, mutual accountability that happens among all the team members and that can't happen without a vision. That can't happen without clarity. It can't help happen without consistency. And so what does that look like for you guys? Um, Unhealthy accountability. Again, that gets caught up in the blame game. Um, That doesn't apply to me. Inconsistent rules. Uh, You know, doctors, I'm going to tell you this and uh, office managers, people. You know, if if you are training a new team member, even uh, you realize it takes seven times on average for us to hear something before it sticks So doctors, those of you that are calling me up and you're complaining because your hygienist isn't doing what you want her to do, uh, you probably told her one time and you probably never held him or her accountable. So this is something that if if you want something to happen, you need to talk about it frequently. Uh, When you see it happen, you need to make a big, huge deal out of that. Okay, accountability is is positive as well. That's why we have an evening huddle. Let's celebrate what went well. Um, you know, if there's something that you're working on as a practice, you need to have a timeline. So we want to role play. Okay. We agree as a team, that's probably a good thing to do. So when are we going to do that? And uh, if, if your answer is, well, when we have an opening in the schedule, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> it's just like me and exercise. You have to schedule it, guys. You have to put it on your calendar and say, we're going to role play every morning for five minutes, or we're gonna role play every team meeting the first 15 minutes, or we're gonna set aside uh, a two hour skill building meeting every month where we work on nothing but the patient flow process. And so, um, you know, if, if you're not setting, uh, oh, built in accountability, you're going to struggle. So then we've got the fifth tier in this uh, pyramid or the the fifth dysfunction of a team, and that's inattention to results. So, how well are you guys focusing on results uh, collectively? Do you know what success in your practice looks like? Um, I, uh, Talked to a, a team recently, or a doctor, and, and he said, "You know, we don't really focus on the numbers. I, I don't want that to be the focus of my practice." Well, guess what? They're kind of floundering. They can't get everybody on the same page, and so it's not all about money. And that's not the point. It's it's how well are we doing? How well you know? It tells us if we can measure um, certain key key indicators. It tells us how well, how well we are doing our job. It tells us how well we're communicating with patients. It, it tells us how well we're we're working together as a team. And so if you're not focusing on those collective results and you haven't set some barometers that indicate what success looks like, you're probably going to struggle. And so how are we encouraging fellow team members to focus on collective results? Or is there just one person that does that? You know your scoreboard that we provide for you guys, which by the way, everybody's going to get a new one for the new year. We're going to put that on Google Drive. So it's super easy for everybody on the team to work with. As long as you have the link, you can access that from anywhere. I can access it. You don't have to worry about sending it back and forth. If you want a customization or you want to add something add a field, you just have to let me know. And we all work within the same document. And so super easy for everyone to get involved. But if as a team, you're not looking at the scoreboard and as a team, you're not gathering those numbers, it's just one person doing that, uh, you're not accomplishing what you want with those results. And so bottom line, I, I hope you'll look at these questions, maybe even go back and listen to this podcast again and, and jot down those questions and reflect. Um, maybe even you take these questions and convert it to a personal or family application. Because here's the deal, guys. We can't be one way at the office and one way personally. You can't be, uh, plan to be an excellent listener and communicator at the office, but then go home and interrupt your spouse or not listen to uh, a friend or sit on your phone during dinner with um, another couple. I mean, you, you can't compartmentalize this. Um, communication is just a way of being and uh, you can't fake it. You can't technique it. And so my hope is that you'll take this time again to reflect and say, okay, how well are we doing? Am I maybe the energy vampire in the office? Am I the one that's uh, um, creating unhealthy conflict? Am I the one that's playing my own game by my own set of rules and not uh, really being a part of the team? Am I the one that's going to other people uh, to, subgroup and talk about someone in the office that's frustrating me instead of going to the source? Uh, Am I the one that is, uh, you know, not really trusting of others uh, because maybe I'm not trustworthy? Um, You know, am I unwilling to have those difficult conversations? Am I not fully committed? Um, You know, am I just showing up with my agenda and just collecting a paycheck? And so, Again, those are all things that are basically traits of an energy vampire because you're not contributing. You're either contributing or you're taking. And my hope is that all of us can be a contributor to the culture of the practice instead of uh, taking away from the culture of the practice. I um, hope you guys are taking some time off this week. Uh, I certainly am. I'm taking a break from making Christmas cookies to record this podcast. And I just want each and every one of you to know how much I value you, how much Dr. Brady and I appreciate the fact that we can work with some pretty amazing people. And uh, so many of you are taking this two weeks off and I applaud you. You've worked hard. Every one of you deserve that time off. And I'm super excited that you're going to get some rest. Again, I hope you'll reflect. I hope you truly are resting. Be present, be in the moment with your families, with your friends, um, This has been a year, boy, this has been a doozy, (laughs) but we've learned so much. And um, I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I uh, look forward to 2021. I'm not wishing away 2020. There've been so many valuable lessons, but I'm looking forward to 2021 because so many of you have grown and stretched yourself in so many ways. And it's going to be exciting to see the momentum continue. Uh, Just wanted to remind everybody, we have a couple of events coming up. We have our Mission Possible uh, Case Acceptance Super Conference. That is in Salt Lake City, April 28th through 30th. If you are a Brady Group All Access member, your tuition is covered. If you are not a Brady Group All Access member yet, uh, then you can certainly register on our website, BradyGroupLLC.com, and you just click on the events and uh, Mission Possible will uh, be the one you want to click on. That is an awesome, wonderful, all team, uh, just team building, all kinds of great stuff comes from that meeting. And uh, we we look forward to seeing you there. Another event we have coming up is our virtual front desk goddess retreat. That's on Friday, January twenty second, from nine a.m. to noon Central. Same thing. If you are an all access Brady Group member, your tuition is covered. You just need to let me know you'll be attending. Um, if you're not an all access member yet, um, you can use the uh, code front desk goddess retreat FDGR. Uh, that acronym to say $50. It's normally $298. That's for your entire team. You can attend for $248. It's a great, great um, event, not just for front desk, but for the entire team. So uh, we would love to see you on either one of those events. If you have any questions, I hope you'll give me a call. 800-592-7239. From one front desk goddess to another. We'll see you next time.